everyone. Welcome to Tracy Says Things, the podcast where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. I stole that one too. I'm Tracy and I say all the things. Today, we talk about Wonder Woman. Uh, Diana Prince, my childhood icon of strength, power, and femininity, all rolled into this one amazing person. Armed with a lasso of truth and some kick-ass bracelets that were indestructible, she was able to tame the meanest of villains. Whether she was played by Linda Carter or Gal Gadot, she's not just a thin waif made for the male gaze. She's strong and powerful with thick thighs. In the first Wonder Woman movie, directed by Patty Jenkins, it was a superhero movie intended to empower and not titillate. As Instagrammer, Creative Words, Powerful Ideas, wrote, quote, watching a superhero movie directed by a woman is like putting glasses on for the first time. I didn't realize how much I had to squint through the male gaze until suddenly, miraculously, I didn't have to, end quote. There were no eye candy shots of Diana. There was Amazons with aging skin and crow's feet, and not one of them wore armor that was glorified corset. When Diana landed a jump, and is crouched to fight her nemesis, doing AKA the superhero landing, her thigh jiggled. Did you hear that? Her fucking thigh jiggled on a 20 foot tall movie screen in front of everyone. Think about that. She wasn't there to make men drool. She wasn't there to be sexy and alluring and flirt her way to victory. And that meant that she had big muscular thighs And when they absorbed the impact of that superhero landing, they jiggled. That was wonderful. These movies about a woman made by a woman are a gift because I see my superhero through my eyes and not by some dude who's there just for boobs and butts. Now, (laughs) hold on. There is nothing wrong with having a sexy leading lady and... Trust me, I do get a lady boner from attractive women, especially Gal Gadot. But there is so much more about Wonder Woman than the sex appeal. She's alluring and strong, and in my humble opinion, she's the best combination of all assets to have. Wonder Woman, the character, has inspired girls and women to be the strongest and most powerful versions of themselves for decades. In fact, it's easy to name a whole bunch of women who are inspiring in my life, who have those attributes that Diana Prince has. They're protectors of the vulnerable and innocent, like Amanda H., Chrissy P., Stephanie S., and many of the other mamas that I know who create safe spaces. They're justice warriors fighting for truth. Ladies like Rebecca B. and Erica P., They're strong and physically powerful, showing off the beauty of a strong woman. Ladies like Melissa P. and Sherry F. It's because we all have wonder women in our lives that I'm choosing to highlight them and all women this week. On March 8th, it's International Women's Day. Now, I'm not the best feminist out there. I mean, I hate gender roles, until it's cold out and then I have to shovel the sidewalk or the garbage is overflowing and it has chicken guts in it so it stinks and 
then those tasks are firmly going to land on the shoulders of my strapping and extremely handsome fiancé. So, yeah, I'll make a feminist angry when I say shit like that. (laughs) What exactly is International Women's Day? It has kind of an interesting story. It wasn't just thrown together like most Hallmark holidays out there. In 1908, women were beginning to demand change. 15,000 women marched in New York City, demanding better pay, better working conditions, and the right to vote. So because all these women were out um, and marching and fighting for this, the powers that be declared a first National Women's Day be observed on February 28th. In 1910, there was a conference of working women held in Copenhagen. And a woman named Clara Zetkin, who was a rather feisty broad from what I can understand. And I think I probably would have been friends with her. She tabled the idea that an International Women's Day should be held for women of every country so that they could march and press for demands for change. It was met with unanimous approval of everyone who was there and thus was born an international celebration. The first International Day was held March 19th, 1911. And it saw over a million women and men in rallies internationally campaigning for women to vote, to have rights at work, to hold public office, and be properly trained and educated. It was seen as a major success. However, less than a week later, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory in New York City caught on fire. This was the deadliest industrial disaster in the history of New York City. March 25th, 1911, this fire caused the deaths of 146 garment workers, 123 women and girls, and 23 men who died from the fire, from smoke inhalation, or from falling or jumping to their deaths. Most of the victims were recent Italian and Jewish immigrant women and girls aged 14 to 23. The factory was located on the 8th, 9th, and 10th floors of what is now known as the Brown Building. And that building still stands. It's actually part of NYU, New York University. So why did so many people die? Well, the owners of the shirtwaist company had locked all the doors to the stairwells and exits. This was a then common practice to prevent those workers who were, again, mostly girls and women from taking unauthorized breaks and reducing theft because they didn't trust their workers. Many of the workers couldn't escape from the burning building and they were forced to jump from 8th, 9th, and 10th floor windows. This fire drew attention to the need for change in working conditions for women and that labor legislation was needed. Side note, if you want more information about this horrible tragedy, the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire was also covered in great detail in the amazing true crime comedy podcast, My Favorite Murder, one of my absolute favorite podcasts. It's episode 198, and it's titled, What Great Luck. During the Great War, the date of International Women's Day was changed to our current celebratory day in March. In 1917, Russian women went on strike in response to over 2 million men who died in the war, their husbands, their brothers, The Tsar was forced to abdicate, and the government granted women in Russia the right to vote. The strike began on March 8th. The fight across Europe and North America for equality continued, and those suffragettes marched on. 
1975, the UN, United Nations, adopted a resolution that International Women's Day be observed by all member states. Now, there's not much to note from 1975 through to the 2000s. The world had moved on. We'd gotten the vote. We had the pill. Roe v. Wade. And feminism just wasn't cool in the new millennium. Something had to be done to give International Women's Day the respect it deserved and raise more awareness, as still there were gender parity issues yet to be won. So in 2001, internationalwomensday.com was launched, and it began to celebrate and bring attention to the achievements of women and call for accelerating gender parity. The movement has actually raised millions of dollars for women and girl-focused charities. In 2011, which was the 100th anniversary of the women's movement, Barack Obama, then President of the United States, declared March of that year to be Women's History Month and called on the world to reflect on the accomplishments of women in shaping history of not only America, but of the world. So now it's 2021. I mean, hasn't feminism won? We have women in the boardroom, representation in legislature, and a huge leap in women as role models in almost every aspect of life. People could indeed think that we have equality. Woohoo! Well, the truth is that women aren't paid equally as their male counterparts in an equitable role. We're not equal in representation in legislature, in the business world, or academia. Worldwide, women's education, health, and violence against women is far worse than that of men. Well, amazing strides are being made, and we have been raising our voices and lifting each other up to defeat patriarchy in the all four corners of the world. There are still places where girls don't go to school because they're menstruating, where a woman is the property of her father or husband, and even where a woman can be beaten within an inch of her life and no one looks in her direction. The World Economic Forum declared that none of us are going to see gender parity in our lifetime, and neither will most of our children. Parity won't be obtained for at least a century. Until all this shit stops, we've got to keep International Women's Day, or days, at front of mind. The suffragettes whose shoulders we stand upon today demand that we keep up the fight. Gloria Steinem, lover or hater, once said, The story of women's struggle for equality belongs to no single feminist, nor to any one organization, but to the collective efforts of all who care about human rights. End quote. Human rights. Human. Because women are indeed persons, humans, half of us. Consider celebrating on March 8th. And do what you can to make a positive difference for the women in your life and around the world. Now, I see that hand in the back going, uh, how? Well, here's a short and definitely not a complete list. Number one, donate to a female-focused charity. Well, there's the Canadian Women's Foundation, which helps with social services for abused women. It helps with domestic violence prevention, economic development, girls' empowerment, and women's leadership issues. You could try Helen Keller International. It's a healthcare initiative. How about Dress for Success? 
It's an organization that helps women find outfits to wear for job interviews. Think about that. We all have something in our closet to wear, to dress up, to dress down, to look great for a date, or look professional for a job interview. Well, if you're a woman who doesn't have the means to make that happen, how are you actually going to find a job that can help bring you out of the situation you're in? Maybe a job is the only thing standing between a woman who needs to escape an abusive relationship or a woman who just wants to provide for her children. Dress for Success helps women make that happen. You could donate to Kiva, an international development microloan organization. Or try Girls, Not Brides. Just Google that one for an eye-opening experience. Girls Not Brides has a focus to end child marriage throughout the world. Little girls shouldn't worry about being married. They should be little girls and get to play. In Saskatoon, try something local like the Elizabeth Fry Society, Interval House, the YWCA Shelter, just to name a few. It's not difficult to find a female-focused charity in your area that's in need of a little love, money, or even some of your time. Number two, use your voice to talk about women in your community who make a difference. In my city, it's people like Jana Dutton, a restaurant franchisee who's one of the biggest philanthropists in our city. Shelley McNabb, a woman who's dedicated her career to supporting Indigenous people get the education and training that they need to have successful careers and trades. There's lots of examples of women who are doing fantastic things in every community. Talk them up. Put something on your social media about them. Inspire others to help them out or join them. Number three, host an event that focuses on inequalities. Now that sounds like fun, (laughs) but really it can be pretty eye-opening. Play a game where one team will get bonus points just for playing. Or feed extra snacks to just one group of your participants. These kinds of activities show just how the playing field can be tilted in favor of one side versus another. There is a game played at a youth leadership retreat that I facilitate. The game's called Star Power. The point of this game is that one team will win. No matter what the other team does, they're going to lose. It's a highly dramatized example of social and economic inequalities around the world. But it works for this too. Sometimes young people need to see that they're playing with advantages that other youth just don't have. And sometimes you need to look in your own community to see examples. It doesn't have to be a country-to-country issue. Sometimes it's just simply a neighbor-to-neighbor issue or even a brother-to-sister issue. When we're talking about inequality between the sexes, that's a great place to start. Point number four, watch a documentary about feminism. One of my favorite quotes that I ever found was by a woman named Jennifer Newsom. The quote says, may we all make empowering other women and girls a priority. I took that to heart when I worked with Girl Guides, when I've worked with any youth organization. I have always felt like if you empower a girl, she grows up 
to be an amazing woman. Jennifer was one of the creators of a documentary called Misrepresentation. It was made in 2011, and it was one of the first documentaries that I saw that made me want to show it off to other people. I watched it with many a Girl Guide group over the last few years. Number five, share a list of women-owned businesses to your social media. But then don't just share the list. Support the fuck out of these businesses. Girl boss power all the way. Need a beer? Hit up Madeline Kahn at High Key Brewing. Would you rather a caffeinated sip? See Alicia at Road Coffee. Need to work off that beer and or afternoon coffee and snacks? Join me at Ride YXE, where Shayna Lindman and her crew will make you sweat your ass off on the most uncomfortable seats ever. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to sit down. It's a spin class after all. Duh. And how about number six? Okay, one through five, you could probably do. If you really wanted to. Number six, I know you can. Number six, acknowledge all the women who are important in your life. Coworkers, your partner, your mother, your daughters, your friends, whomever. A small act of kindness will go a very long way. Find a small token or do something kind for them. Frick, you guys can buy me a coffee any day to tell me how much you appreciate me. Or do like I do. Send a card. Send a postcard. Send a letter. Receiving a piece of mail that isn't a bill or utility statement? Beautiful. In appreciation of International Women's Day, here's me acknowledging just a few of the women that I think are Wonder Women. Women who've made an impact in my world and our world as a whole. Here is a very incomplete list. My mom, Terry. She raised five kids, all of whom are a little bit like me. So, I mean, what the hell? She should have broken a few more wooden spoons than she did in the last 40 years. (laughs) How the hell did she stay sane? I don't really remember her yelling a lot. She worked really hard. She had a clean house. The laundry was done. We were all fed. She was always on top of all of our schedules. And she still managed to keep my dad in line too. And trust me, he needed just as much supervision as her children. In fact, I think he still does sometimes. But she did it with grace and humility. I swear, I drink, I yell, and my children will never say that I parented with grace. But my mom, man, is she a great mom, and she's an even better grandma. I see her patience with my kids, and I know that she loves them as much as I do, if not more some days. My sister Christine, she's a million miles away in Texas, raising three kids without anyone from her family around. They moved a few years ago, When, while it was a good move for her and her husband and their their family, it was a bad move for everyone else, (laughs) meaning we miss her. She was living in a COVID hotspot this year and her husband got sick, got COVID at work. She held the fort down. She kept everyone else safe. And for the record, her husband is perfectly fine. He's recovered as far as we can all see. But I know it was a really scary time for her. She hasn't been able to visit home in a long time. And COVID has screwed up pretty much every single planned visit to her. Man, I miss her. 
and I wish she was closer. My grandmothers, I've got Grandma Connie, who is still with us, but I haven't seen her since her birthday in January of 2020. And my grandma Irene, who passed away in 2004. I think about the things that these women, the women of their generation, saw and the changes that they've lived through. And I'm totally in awe of how they managed. I remember going for uh, like summer road trips with my grandma Connie and my grandpa George. And I remember grandma was always kind, a little stern, (laughs) but she didn't put up with any guff (laughs) from me or anyone else. She was the woman who first got me hooked on caffeine. I would go for coffee at her house with my mom and I was allowed to drink real coffee but always in a smaller cup than they were getting and with much more sugar (laughs) and my grandma Irene I always remember her being a fun stay-at-home grandma she baked and always had a treat for us I remember going to her house for lunch sometimes Um, her house was between hours and school so on days when my mom couldn't be at home or was working over lunch hour, which was a couple of times, I remember going to grandma's house and she would always have made like homemade pizza. And I freaked out because pizza, first of all, was not a lunch food. And secondly, homemade pizza was a huge treat. Grandma always had pears at her house. My mom only bought fruit like apples and oranges and bananas, the boring stuff. But grandma Irene always had pears. To this day, I can still see her kitchen and the bowl of fruit on the kitchen counter when I smell a pear. These women, with their grandmotherly love and wisdoms that they passed on to me, are still front of mind when I think about the things that make life worth living. I hope that they're always proud of me and the choices that I make. The Notorious R.B.G. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was an American lawyer and Supreme Court Justice from 1993 till September 2020 when she passed away. Ruth was only the second woman to ever take a seat in the Supreme Court. She was a mom and attended law school with small children. She was the only woman in her class. She then attended Columbia Law School, where she graduated first in that class. She spent much of her legal career as an advocate for gender equality and women's rights. She argued successfully in front of the Supreme Court before she ever got to sit there. Ruth was a tireless champion for women's rights and also equal rights, where she often chose to represent men. See, here's the strategic part. Rather than just asking for all gender discrimination to end, she took aim at specific statutes one at a time. She built case upon case with each subsequent legal victory. She represented men to demonstrate that discrimination was harmful to men and to women. So discrimination should just not happen. Therefore, equal rights were the way to go. This work led to the end of a lot of discrimination in many areas of the law. She became a pop culture and feminist icon for many of the dissents that she wrote in the Supreme Court. She was a very feisty broad, fighting cancer five times. She seemed invincible, and when she died at age 87, she left a void in the Supreme Court and in our hearts. I still wear my pearls when I need to feel a little bit feisty myself. Another Wonder Woman that I absolutely adore is a girl named Malala Yousafzai. Malala was a Pakistani schoolgirl. She loved learning. Her father was a teacher and he wanted her to be educated as well. She was 11 years old when the Taliban took over her 
town and made a bunch of rules. One of which uh, was that you couldn't watch television, people weren't allowed to listen to the radio, and girls couldn't go to school. She fought hard and spoke out all over the place about girls having the right to learn. And on the way home from school one day, a man got on her bus and shot her in the face. She was 15. She woke up 10 days later in a hospital and decided that she wouldn't stop talking until every girl could go to school. She got the Nobel Peace Prize at age 17. She was the youngest person to ever get it. She's since graduated from Oxford University and continues to fight. I talked about Malala a lot when I was a girl guide leader, and I used the quote, one child, one teacher, one book, and one pen will change the world a lot. The other favorite quote uh, that I use as often as I can is if one man can destroy everything, why can't one girl change it? I love that. One girl could change the world. And I believe she has. Closer to home, if you think about it, when you take on a job with a four-year commitment, sometimes life happens and you just have to roll with it. Wonder Women, Saskatchewan MLA's Nicole Sarar and Alana Young are the first women to bring babies into the house. Because of Nicole bringing her infant with her to work, because, you know, let's face it, there are some jobs where you just can't take a year of maternity leave. It forced the legislature to become more baby-friendly. They added change tables in the washrooms. And then Alana gave birth just this last election, the day before she was elected. She's the first person to breastfeed in the house as well. Alana's been quoted as saying, Women do this every day, whether they're wait staff, doctors, lawyers, or politicians. Normalizing motherhood in a field like politics is something I feel strongly about. As a mom and as somebody who supports new moms, this is amazing. And we need more women to stand up and support women in all the choices they make. This Wonder Woman blows my mind. Alyssa Carson is a 16-year-old American who just graduated from the Advanced Space Academy program. So here's the thing. That's astronaut training, full out, the whole deal. She's the youngest person to ever do so. She's already a college sophomore at 16. She's working on an astrobiology degree, and she's hoping to make it a PhD. She's the only person who's ever attended every NASA space camp. She wants to be on the team of astronauts who get sent to Mars when NASA sends humans in the next 10 years. I wore out a VHS copy of Space Camp. I'm so jealous of Alyssa, but that's the thing. She knows what she wants. She took the dream of becoming an astronaut and she's gonna make it happen. I have absolutely no doubts that Alyssa Carson will not be on Mars. She's amazing. I've asked a few people in the world to tell me about their Wonder Women. Here are some of the stories that I've compiled. I have a submission from someone who I thought I was his Wonder Woman. <laughs> Just joking. But Joel submitted a woman named Marley Hanaszewski. He says, Marley's my choice for a Wonder Woman. 
Here is an amazing young woman who's been through and grown so much as a person in the short time that I've had the pleasure of knowing her. I met Marley seven-ish years ago, and we were both members of a National Service Volunteer Organization. In that time, I've seen and witnessed people who misunderstand her and her intentions. And I'll admit, I've been one of those people. There are also people who flat out disrespect her because of who she is and where she's come from. Has Marley ever treated people with the same disregard? No. Has she shown the disrespect and thrown shade back? Nope. She's gone about her business with grace, dignity, and a smile on her face. She's inspired a large number of people, myself included. She's been a true friend. And I just want to say, Marley, you are an amazing woman, and please keep being you. End quote. And I want Marley to know that I agree with Joel's words, and I also want her to run again and win. (laughs) She has what it takes to bring that organization into a new wave of prosperity and I truly hope that Marley remains a leader for years to come. Here's an excerpt from a conversation I had with a friend named Anne, and she told us about her favorite Wonder Woman here in Saskatoon. So my Wonder Woman, Ms. Fran Forsberg. Do you know Fran? I know of Fran. I've met her in person once, and I... I know who she is, like, through Facebook and stuff and her activism and her, like, um, just crazy um, advocacy for her children. Yes. Like, her children in quotes. Because I don't, like, she fosters and stuff, right? Yes, she has fostered, uh, I will probably get the number wrong, but it's somewhere around 156 or 8, because she had two more this spring. Holy This fuck. last spring. And I believe that either brought it to 156 or 158. Um, and she has also adopted six children and um, advocates not only for her children, but for all children. And I know her through church. Uh, that's where we first met. Um, I go to Grosvenor Park United Church. Pretty awesome place, I happen to think. And yeah, Fran is a Wonder Woman. Um, She's a Wonder Woman for her children, for her biological children, for her adopted children, for her foster children, and for all children who need an advocate. And she's done great work. She's been working most recently with um, trying to get the ban on conversion therapy here in Saskatoon. Um, She has done work with taking off gender from birth certificates, um, being allowed to use that X designation, etc. And I just think she's amazeballs. She's not only a Wonder Woman, she's raising Wonder Women. Her uh, eldest adopted daughter um, is my babysitter for my daughter in the mornings when I'm at work. And so I've gotten to know Allison pretty well, too. And she has been on, she's 18, just turned 18 in December, been on committees with the police in working with Indigenous relations. Her next youngest daughter is, um, has just been appointed to a committee with the city working on Indigenous relations. I mean, she's 16. I, these, she's raising Wonder Women as well. That's and fantastic. It's impressive. I received this contribution from a great friend of mine named Megan. Megan works at the University of Saskatchewan and submitted this as her Wonder Woman. There are many women in my life that inspire me, 
friends who were single parents raising amazing kids, and friends who were fighting for social and racial justice. Friends who were working hard to make the world a better place and push me to try and do the same. But the woman who inspires me the most is my grandma, Margaret, my mom's mom. She died 20 years ago, and she's now been gone from my life longer than I had her. But her influence and spirit are with me every day. She wasn't a powerful or famous woman. She didn't win awards or make a ton of money. But she was the strongest woman I've ever known. She immigrated to Canada from Germany in the 50s on her own and made a great life for herself here. Anytime I talk to someone who knew my grandma, they always say, man, she was such a great lady. And she was. She was a great listener, a wonderful storyteller, and she genuinely cared about the people around her. She was a person that other people went to for help and support. She was someone that others knew they could count on. I don't need to make a million dollars or win big awards. As long as when I'm gone from this life, people think of me and say, man, she was a great lady, just like my grandma Margaret. Well, Megal, first of all, I already think you're a great lady. <laughs> and uh, I know that you have won some pretty spectacular awards through all your volunteering with Girl Guides of Canada. So, um, Megal, I think that... Uh, you are also a Wonder Woman, and thank you so much for that submission. I received this submission for a Wonder Woman from Samantha D. in Auburn, Maine. Uh, an American listener. Fantastic. Samantha says, My Wonder Woman is my grandmother, Jackie. She got married at 20 to my grandfather, Leo, and they had four children together. Lynn, Sandy, Brenda, and Missy. Unfortunately, Lynn was a stillbirth, but my grandmother stayed strong through it all. She helped my grandfather start a dry cleaning business while raising her three young daughters. When my mom, Missy, had me, she was too busy dating men and working to raise me. So my grandmother raised me my whole childhood. She always says that God just used my mom to get me to her. That's so sweet. In 2018, my grandparents sold their business of 35 years and they retired. Sadly, my grandfather passed in late 2019 and it was the hardest thing we have ever went through, especially my grandmother. They were never apart. Ever since that day, she's had to learn to do the stuff that she's never done before because my grandfather would do it, like check her car's oil and change the filter in her fridge for the water. We didn't know if she would make it without him, but she's proved us wrong. She's still adjusting every day, but each day she gets better and better. She is the strongest human being I will ever know, and I love her to death, Sam. Oh my goodness, Sam, that is fantastic. I love that story about your grandmother. Thank you so much for sharing. And finally, the last submission to talk about a Wonder Woman is from my friend Chrissy. We had this conversation just a few days ago, and she told me all about her hero. My name is Chrissy. I am going to be, I guess, talking about one of my dear friends. Her name is Tamara. The reason I wanted to highlight her is because I think she is one of the most kindest humans on this planet. She is a mother of four, soon to be a mother of five. 
I don't think she has ever asked anyone for anything, whether that be support or finance help or just like, hey, I'm struggling, which I know is normal for people to do. But she probably deserves more in this world than anyone that I know. She makes sure that her kids are well, they are well-rounded. Um, she is a doula in the city, which um, if people don't know what a doula is, I guess I will explain that really briefly. Um, it is a birth support. Some people get that confused with a midwife. And a midwife is a doctor. And a doula, a birth doula, is not a doctor. Um, so anyways, she does all of that while maintaining a household. She's a wife. She's got her kids. She put basically her whole life on the back burner to make sure that her kids have the best life. I just look up to her in so many ways. Um, her patience is one of the biggest thing, I guess, that I look up to. She always has a soft and calm voice. Um, whenever I, If I'm struggling and I need someone to just like calm me down, she's one of the people I go to. And she never asks questions. She's never once ever guilted me or given me judgment. Um, when I've been the one to ask for support, she's always there. So that's like a huge deal, especially in um, past relationships that I've had that that has not like that might be it. But I feel like I'm selling her short because she just does so many great things. But I- <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> She's she and I are both lucky to have you as a friend. Well, podcast land. That's it for this week on Tracy Says Things. If you take only one thing from this podcast today, please don't let it be that Gal Gadot gives me a lady boner. Let it be point number six. Let's celebrate all the women in our lives. Those women trying to make a small change to better their life. Those women making huge changes to better the world for all of us. I'm going to end today with a quote and a story from former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright. Nearly 28 years ago, she was one of six female ambassadors to the United Nations. She said, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. She was speaking about that experience being one of a mere handful of people. The quote's been almost bastardized to the point that it's lost a lot of its power. When it's on a Starbucks coffee cup, you know that it's probably been overused. But in the spirit of International Women's Day and bringing these issues back to the forefront, the only way that we break this cycle is to help each other, to lift each other. Madeline was the Secretary of State for the United States. She was the first woman in 1997. To that point, it had been a position held by only men. A few years later, Hillary Clinton succeeded Condoleezza Rice as Secretary of State, and one of Madeline's granddaughters said to her, Well, what's the big deal, Grandma Maddie? I thought only girls could do that. Ms. Albright's hope was that young women like her granddaughters, those girls who've lived in a world where Roe v. Wade is law, where they get to play school sports, They will never have to check a box marked married or single when they apply for a job. 
that those girls will turn into women who will continue to build on the progress made by the women before them and that they won't stand for complacency. They won't accept that they aren't worth a full dollar. They won't allow it. This is only going to happen in a world where women help one another. We don't need to compete. There's enough room for all of us. And when we do help each other, there's always a place of honor. Remember, if one man can destroy everything, why can't one girl change it? Well, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of girls. And if one girl can change it, imagine how much change can be affected by 10 or 15 or 5 million. Let's unite and let's change this world. This was Tracy Says Things, a podcast brought to you by Anchor Media, produced terribly by Tracy. If you would like to volunteer your production skills or offer feedback, contact us at tracysaysthings at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at tracysaysthings.com.